This is another MP3 podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle, Australia. 2NURFM 103.7, talking travel for a Friday afternoon. Sally Lucas is along from Travel World on King. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Todd. The weather's starting to get a little bit colder, and I don't know if everyone's like me, but when the weather gets a bit colder, you start to think of maybe getting away. Yes, true. On holidays. Now, you can go from a cold place to a cold place. It's just a holiday, but it's the time of the year when people are starting to think about holidays. What are we going to be looking at today? Well, I thought we'd look at a few different areas of the world. We're going to be quite diverse today, looking at Arctic, Antarctic, um, Norway areas. Area, America, Morocco. So we're covering a few different regions yeah. and different ways of doing these regions rather than the traditional method of doing it, if you like. So travel with a difference. You'd find more and more these days people would want different Maybe the same location, but a different experience? Is it that is. what you're looking yes. at? Yes, I think a lot of people that have travelled once or twice don't want to go back and do it in the same vein. So they want to go back and explore a bit further. And you also find with the baby boomers and people coming through that have got quite a, a disposable income these days, they like adventure, mm-hmm. but not not hard adventure, soft adventure. Oh, okay, yeah, that's fine. So what so, are we looking at? So firstly, we're going to look at some expedition cruises. Um, and I don't know whether you recall, Todd, but um, Greg Mortimer was up here recently doing a film evening on the Arctic and the Antarctic. Yes, yes. Which we're very blessed to have someone of his, um, you know, absolute experience to come up and do this for us. And he mentioned then that they would be announcing their 2008-9 voyages, which have just been announced. So to let people know, these Orion expedition cruises are available um, and there's some fabulous trips you can do. The, every couple of years they try and um, rent a vessel, lease a vessel I suppose it is, that is an absolutely proper ice breaker. Now the ones they take down to the Antarctic, normally to the peninsula, are ice strengthened but this is an expedition they do that does the Ross Sea. So it's a much longer voyage and they can't always get the vessel every year so they might only do it every couple of years. It would be an interesting experience as well because you're, you're on the hardcore vessel when you get an ice breaker. It's, it's, oh, yeah. it's, it's talking the talk and walking the walk, isn't it? And it, they're Russian vessels and these guys now their stuff. The Russian crew are absolutely fantastic, as I experienced when I did the Antarctic trip myself. And what they're doing is this trip is it's virtually inspired by the explorations of Mawson, Scott and Shackleton. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're not for the faint-hearted, because you've got a long time at sea, and the Great Southern Ocean is not always kind. Mm. So I guess you've got to be a fairly good traveller. But it's just a marvellous experience to go down and just... And we were just talking to people the night at the film night who had had this experience. Uh, Tony Mowbray happened to be there as well. And he, he was saying that you just... It's nothing you can describe when you sit there, and you're there outside you know, the hut that's still intact yeah, the way it was left. And it's right. still got the, you know, the food, the, the bed clothing, the linen. And they're actually doing it up, as you know, restoring it now. And he was very fortunate enough to be allowed to look inside, which very few people have been allowed to do. It's an interesting concept going to those places because on the surface it's water, ice mm-hmm. and land. Mm. And if you break it down, but it's so much more for so many people, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. And it's it's our history. You know, it's part of our history that I think a lot of people in Australia are very aware of and, and are really like to be involved in. Now, you've got – it's a 26-day voyage, as I said, so it's, it's a long – trip. Yep. Um, 7th of January to the 1st of February is from Hobart and they do another one on the 2nd of February out of Bluff in New Zealand. So this is 2008 we're talking about okay. next year. So just to let people know that there are other sailings out if they're interested in the other areas they, they cruise which is Papua New Guinea and Kimberley and 
Arctic, Antarctic Peninsula, etc. But so the dates are now out, and you've got to get in early because these vessels are only small; they're expedition vessels. They're not luxury cruise liners. That's right. Yeah. So you only have a limited number of passengers that they take. So, but that's all available for those who are wanting to do something very special and different. Yeah, sounds fantastic. And just a little bit different again, those that are into their classical music, there's a couple of interesting itineraries, one doing the, the Grieg anniversary tour and the Sibelius. Now, I always remember Grieg. I learnt piano as a young girl, and I used to love the Pier Gint Suites, the Hall of the Mountain King. I still love that piece mm-hmm. of music. It gives yes. me goosebumps when I hear it, the death of Orsa and so on. And he was famous for his piano concertos, whereas Sibelius, I guess, was more famous for his symphonies, and he had a set of seven symphonies. But there's two different itineraries that are on. The, they're doing this again it's a coastal vessel called, the, the actual voyage is called the Hurti Gruten, and it follows the Norwegian coast. So it's almost like a supply post run, if you like. Okay. So yep. again, you're not luxury cruising, but they're, they're modern vessels, and you're calling into all these wonderful little places all the way up the It's about experiences, coastline. that's what oh. it is, isn't it? And you look at the photos of the fjords and the places they go into that large vessels can't always get into, that's as right. you can understand. So there's two lovely itineraries here if people are interested in celebrating the um, anniversary of those two wonderful composers. And whether you're going to the Arctic or the Antarctic or doing that kind mm. of cruise, you would be going with like-minded people. So Absolutely. that would be one of the benefits as well. If you jump on a big cruise ship, of course, you're going to probably meet someone, but you're definitely guaranteed of people who are interested in the same that, area. That's and so true, Todd. It's exactly what happens. And I think that's what it, it makes it such an interesting itinerary when you do have like-minded people all sharing that experience. So mm. there you go. To a new RFM 103.7, talking travel for a Friday afternoon. Thanks to our sponsors, Travel World on King. Sally Lucas is back with us now. Sally, we're talking about a place that I've never been to. I've got some friends who have been there. I would love to go there, Morocco. Well, I must admit I'm in the same boat. I haven't been there either. Isn't that a shame? But uh, it's an area, I think, that is opening up again more for tourism and more people are showing interest in going there. And what's new for this year, there's a, a company putting out a program called Moroccan Treasures. And this is a little bit different to the normal tour of Morocco because it's a private touring experience. So yeah. it, it's just designed for people who want to travel privately. Um, it's 11 nights. And Morocco, as you said, is a land of contrasts. And, of course, it's only about two hours flying time from Europe to get down to Morocco. So it's not that far. And a lot of people do Spain and add Morocco on. Okay, it's yeah. quite a, you know, a normal thing to do as well. Um, you have English-speaking guides, obviously, on this one. But it's a very interesting itinerary. As I said, you have 11 nights accommodation, and they give you a choice of top-class accommodation. You can either stay in typical Moroccan villas and riads or... Five-star hotels, so whichever, whether you want more traditional or whether you want... Could you do a bit of both? Um, I would imagine it'd have to be one or the other, I would say, in this particular program. It includes all your breakfasts and four dinners. And just to give you an idea of some of the areas you're going to or where you're starting from, you're starting in Casablanca. And, of course, I think everyone has got visions of Casablanca, even if you think back mm. to the old movies, you know, <laughs> Humphrey Bogart, Even though it was all painted set, you've still got yeah. uh, thoughts and, and feelings, I yeah. Think we all think about that. Um, it goes to Rabat, Meknes, and then on to Fez, and it's a medieval city, and um, it's... It's really a very – Morocco is considered its spiritual intellectual centre. So it's really interesting to go to these places and go to the, the artisans' quarters and all the you – know, they're just fascinating. I can just imagine myself wandering through these areas and mm. old buildings and streets. Um, and you, end, you go on to an ancient fortified town of Rasani, and apparently it was part of one of the old caravan routes in the 8th century. Yeah. BC. So yep. you, you're covering some very interesting – I think, areas of Morocco, and you do four-wheel drive excursions into the sand dunes onto the edge of the Sahara Desert, um, and I guess that 
I guess, has images again, the Sahara Desert Week. Sort it's of all very romantic, up. isn't it? Well, I think so, yeah. yes, I yeah. think so. And so it's a, it's a very intense, going on to Marrakesh, of course, and you end up back in Casablanca. I won't go through the whole itinerary, but you, you're seeing wonderful old tombs, palaces, the souks, and souks are virtually is a word for markets, and yep. the, the souks specialise, it might be a, a, a gold souk or a... They do a lot of leather there too, don't they? They do do a lot of tanning of leather. is is fantastic. It's quite famous, yes. So this is available on demand basically, if you like. So depending on the people that are interested, we'd have to check with the company for dates and how often they're going to run this. I mean, it's not an inexpensive trip, but it's a very, as I said, it's private. You've got to remember, private transportation, yep. beautiful accommodation, but you're getting to see Morocco at its best. It, it'd be a trip for the senses, the sights, the sounds, the smells, the smells which, yeah. are, which is, some yeah. people don't like. No, and no. Some people and they're out of their comfort love. zone. Yeah. But, I mean, if people will know if that's what they're interested yeah. in, and it's, it's a lovely way to be able to see Morocco. Um, moving right along, somewhere really different yet again, <laughs> the old US of A. Now, we normally think of America, I guess, most of us just by either driving it by car, Greyhound bus, popping over to Disneyland, yeah. the Big Apple, New York, you know, San Fran. And, but this is different again. There's a company putting out these Grand Lux rail journeys now, and they're using old rail cars and taking you. So it's a different way again of touring okay, we're talking yeah. about. Okay? Now, this is from San Francisco Bay Area up through to Denver, uh, going through the Rocky Mountains in daylight. So they make sure that it's That timed. would be wonderful. Now, wouldn't it? You're just sitting back in these old rail cars and travelling through this area. So, I mean, it's just magnificent. And, of course, you've got wonderful mountain lakes as well, and it also goes through the famous um, wine area of the Napa Valley. So you've got time to do a little bit of wine tasting as well there. Um, and these journeys, the, the cars look quite fascinating. They actually take you on this as well to um, the Colorado rail car manufacturing plant where they're still making these replicas of these wonderful old Okay, so you, they're not doing what we do in New South Wales and roll out the old red <laughs> yeah. rattlers from 1965. <laughs> they look old, but they're not old. But they're comfortable, Ah, yeah. okay. So there you go. So I think that, isn't that a, that'd be a lovely way of touring through that rocky area, Narva yeah. Valley, and just in an old rail car, particularly people that are interested in rail as well. And there's a lot of people out there who love travelling by train and find it well, very relaxing. It is. It's relaxing and it's it's... Again, romantic. It's back to a, a travelling yeah, of a of bygone yeah. era. And you don't have to drive yourself, and you're not worried about rules of the road and r- driving on the wrong side of the road, according well, to us, and all that sort of thing. But. Well, you can't really <laughs> drive on the wrong side of the road with a train, can you? <laughs> <laughs> you kind of have. It's 2NURFM's Talking Travel. Thanks to our sponsor, Travel World on King. Thanks, Sal. Have a great day. No and uh, Talking Travel back again next Friday on 2NURFM 103.7. Thanks to our sponsor, Travel World on King.